Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of BFF, Black Fat Fashion. I'm your host, Ayana Ishmael, and on BFF, we'll be discussing personal and career journeys at a crossroad between being Black, fat, into fashion, or if you're like me, some resemblance of all three. Today, I'm joined by content creator and rising plus-size model, Kiera Ingram. Kiera is also a graduate of the Howard University. So, hey everyone, I am here with Kiera and I just want to start off learning a little bit more about you. So can you tell me where you're from and maybe um, where you grew up at? Awesome. So yeah, I'm from Houston, Texas, Houston, fed and bred for sure. Um, I lived in Louisiana for a small bit. My mom went to Grambling State University and uh, we went to school with her and we moved from there uh, when I was about 10 or so. And I've lived in Houston. I went to college in Howard. Now I'm back in Houston. Awesome. So I actually want to start, I guess, with college or even if it's before that, when did you start getting interested? I don't know if anyone goes on your social media. I'm obsessed with your closet. I'm always like, oh, I want that outfit. So when did you start getting into clothes, fashion, maybe even modeling? Was it early on or when? Sure. I think the fashion is definitely early on. If you like, there's pictures of me with like gray hair, gold hair. I had a septum piercing at one point. Like, yeah, um, I used to date this guy, like, literally, I was, I was in 10th grade, and I sewed his name on the back of his shirt. I used to dress very eccentric. I was just actually nothing like that, like, anymore. I used to have, like, yellow Doc Martens and, like, all these colors, all this stuff. Um, but it wasn't until, like, college I started thinking about modeling. Because, um, I mean, you know, it's a Bria Majors and, like, Leslie. I started seeing them, like, okay, I think I could do this. And then I got into pageants. But at that time, I was, like, super insecure. So I would do pageants, but I literally never took pictures or anything like that. So I have not started actually modeling until, like, 2020, August. Awesome. And so throughout, I know you mentioned, you know, before being insecure about, like, you know, was it something physical or was it just like outward? Like what was the reason behind it all? You know, like not wanting to pursue that. Oh, for sure. Um, I definitely think that like it was an internal battle that reflected on the outside a lot. Um, I was definitely like an emotional, abusive relationship. I cut my hair from one point. Um, and I always thought like this, I always say to people like my whole life, I thought that I was big. And it's so interesting because like, I look back at old pictures. I'm like, girl, you never was big. I don't think I was ever like, really actually plus size till last year because I didn't exactly. get five pounds during quarantine okay <laughs> and I was like I don't think I was plus size people kept telling me that I was big and so I think that like in my head I looked away but in real life like that wasn't the case at all so it was exactly. just an internal thing I definitely think that's um, a big issue that a lot of girls don't even realize they get told because of like beauty standards like I know growing up right. I felt like oh my gosh, I'm so huge. But then I look back and I was like, that was the skinniest I've ever been. <laughs> right. Like, what do you mean? And so I guess in the general sense, what was it like, I guess, getting out of that phase? And when did you start, you know, appreciating yourself and who you were? Sure. Um, one, I would like to probably say, like, I have a huge support system that like really loves me. And like, through all of this, remember, like, I'm still doing pageants, like, I'm still getting on stage feeling these ways you know um and so I just think that over time my inner dialogue really changed like I would interrupt negative thoughts and I was like hey we don't have time for this right now like it's okay to feel sad sometimes you know but I'm like you don't have time for this and like I always try to tell myself like that is 
a lie from the devil, right? You have to like remind yourself like of the truth and like the truth is you are beautifully and wonderfully made and marvelous was his works and God created me. And like now at the biggest I've ever been in my life is probably the most confident I ever felt. And I think it's because of modeling and because of all like, of course the online support, but even in like my real like everyday life, like I think the confidence that's inside of me shines outward and makes me look better to be honest. <laughs> so I think that's kind of how it goes. Most definitely. And so I know now you mentioned, you know, you just started really pursuing modeling this past year. So what has the process been like leading up to it? And now I know you posted like, you know, day in the life, you getting photos, getting your portfolio together. So what has that process been like? And maybe what's the things people don't tell you about, you know, when you're really trying to um, become a model? Okay, cool. So yeah, I'm a freelance model. So my goal is to get signed. I'm not there yet. But I have done some cool things just around Houston and it got to branded and stuff like that. So what that started was like I was studying for my LSAT. So right now I'm in Teach for America, if anybody's familiar with that. And my goal was to go to law school. Like I'm going to go to law school, I'm going to go to law school. But I would literally be studying and falling asleep. Like, oh my God, this is so horrible. Like, and I'm not like, Duh. I was getting it, getting it. I'm like, I don't want to get it. I don't feel like getting exactly. it, right? And so my sister, um, she is probably like one size one than me or so or whatever. And we were like both really into fashion and makeup and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna reward myself. After every time I take this LSAT I study, I'm gonna go take pictures. So we would literally bring like three outfits, go get dressed in the car. It takes hours, find a place because we live like in the suburbs. So we have to find somewhere cute to go take pictures, drive there, blah, 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 blah. And it just takes a lot to take a photo and you have to edit you have to have five apps and the best thing obviously is to get the perfect lighting so it don't have to be edited but that's not always going to be the case especially when the sun goes down during the fall time how you gonna get a picture when it's cold outside and i'm gonna <laughs> take a picture on the inside if you ever see like barely any pictures of me inside of anywhere <laughs> so it's a lot yeah but i've enjoyed the journey i've gotten the chance to walk in a fashion show um, I work with Nasty Girl, La Vera, I can swim, all like in a short amount of time just by like being consistent and putting myself out there. So exactly. And so what is your day-to-day scheduling like now? Um, you know, even still with the pandemic going on, like are you just kind of working on yourself? What do you have to do day to day? Um, awesome. So yeah, like I said, I work at nine five. Um, so in the mornings I do go to the gym. Um, around 5 a.m. and then go to work from there and like because of daylight savings I am a totally like get all your content in one day like right now I mean I know everybody can't see me but I have makeup on and stuff that's because I didn't record it and change my outfit about six times to get all these TikToks because I have to work tomorrow I have to work all the way through Friday you know so like it's getting that content done in one day thinking of concepts in one day and like writing that out um and writing stuff down when I just think about I have a long running list of captions that I've had for like two years so that I'm ready I'm like this kind of goes with this boom so definitely it's about probably strategically planning and having all that stuff done in about one day exactly and so what advice do you give I guess when it goes to planning that it's like you know having a full-time job and then still doing a lot of work on the outside so how do you mm-hmm. manage best of both worlds <laughs> Um, yeah, I, again, I, my, one of my favorite things I have is a schedule, a planner, because I'm a Pisces, a water sign, it means I go with the flow, I don't really have, I'll be doing whatever, but I realized if I want to be successful, you know, I'd probably have to be a little bit more consistent, so I just make the time, and again, I have such a great support system, like my sister's in college, like I said, so after she stopped taking my pictures, well, I have to call my friends, lean on them, and if you don't have that option, you definitely get you a tripod, you don't have to have, I use my iPhone 8 still to this day, I record my YouTube videos with iPhone 8. Eight. I want to get a new phone, but I'm just a little lazy. Um, yeah, so my I know that's what everybody says is so cliche, but like you will never just 
hard work always pays off. It's like, you never, dang, I wish I didn't try so hard. Or I wish I didn't do this every day. I wish I, who gonna say, oh, I wish I didn't go to the gym today. Nobody's ever gonna say that, right? <laughs> and so I, I wish I didn't eat healthy. Like, darn it, like that's never gonna happen. So I think that that's my advice. Just truly being consistent and like knowing what you want and realizing like you have to sacrifice the short-term wants for the long-term wants, so. Exactly. And the fact that you mentioned long-term, I would love to know what, do you hope to maybe possibly achieve in maybe the next year or two years? What does that look like for you? I hope to hop into full-time influencing this year. I pray to get signed to an awesome agency who literally is really about putting plus size women, like being seen and not just on their um, board. So a lot of uh, people would just want to say, oh yeah, we have plus size girl. Oh, we got a black girl, you know, and they don't even work. So like that is something I want to do. And even if I, I want to move to LA too this year, um, but longer than that, after getting a sign, like modeling is for, for so long. I really do want to launch um, a swim line. Um, so that's one of my biggest things. So it's like, how can I become an entrepreneur and like really own my own stuff? Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to like, one thing, one thing with influencing is I me, mean, you got to, you work for somebody else. Technically, you work for yourself, but I'm still working for them, right? So exactly. I'm just trying to figure out what I can do to become wealthy, you know? Mm-hmm. and are there any kind of plus size models that you look to that you kind of look up to in a way sure the, to my two favorites um precious lee is amazing she just worked for um versace she just did ivy park she's from atlanta so you know i'm like from the south okay she's dark-skinned beautiful girl um tabria is very sweet and she seems kind like just seems genuine just from ign is important when we're talking about influencing like what are you influencing people to do um to be nicer to be kinder and you know she was um in the megan video oh yeah she did she did the beyonce for halloween i'm like yes like they are you know wonderful people that i look up to and also to know that they're both of those women are about seven eight years older than me Mm -hmm. i don't feel like it's like it's too late i'm like dang i started after college it's too late for me you know but it's like that's not true especially with all the beauty standards changing exactly I think that's like a big thing that no one even realizes that they assume, oh, especially with modeling and fashion, like if you don't get in when you're like 17, you miss like a time frame. And I right. think so much is changing right now, especially within fashion and modeling that right. you're seeing like older women, even like older, like 25, 26 is not like an uncommon thing anymore, which I think is really awesome. And so right. I know you mentioned um, you've been able to walk in a show. So are there any other like shows you'd love to walk in like if you had like a dream runway show to be a part of of course it's fancy who don't <laughs> want to be in a fancy show like look girl twerk 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 um yeah i love to do that i, I would love to be in high end too but the thing about high end fashion is actually like commercial pays way more so mm-hmm. i would love to do a lookbook for like pretty little thing um jc penny's macy's nike like those are like my dream companies to work for so I would love to be a part of something like that, for sure. Definitely. And now I kind of want to go into your social media following and I guess building your image and your brand. So I can't even remember how I came across your page. I think one day someone reposted your photo and I was like, wow, she's gorgeous. Let me follow her. Oh, and then so I've just been following you ever since. But when did you start paying attention to your social media page and seeing like, oh, hey, I could use this to leverage myself? 
that is so funny because I think it's a little life lesson in the middle of it is that I in I think ninth grade 10th grade had a thousand followers now mind you I'm how old now so I had a thousand followers back then that was people were like yeah I got a thousand followers oh my gosh like Summerella and like all these other people used to follow each other and I literally got let people get into my head and I was like they're like that's not cool like you think you're all that and I was like I don't want people to think I'm all that I don't want people to think I'm cocky so let me just stop and I literally walked away from social media mm-hmm. not knowing the power that it held and so I think um last year when I first started this I had about 5,000 followers and that's from years I'd have an Instagram I had an Instagram since it came out like, you know eighth grade <laughs> and so um I started taking it seriously I think I've always kind of cared about my created look and how it looks and stuff like that but now I've got bigger because I've kind of shared a little bit more about myself I think people can see like that fact that I like genuine um and like it's just more than fashion but I would say definitely last year it's like being consistent like I really really care about my backgrounds like that's a big deal for me (laughs) and lighting and so I think that's when I started paying attention a little bit more but I've always kind of cared I just never been consistent Mm -hmm. and when did you start noticing I know you think you have about what 29,000 followers I think yeah yeah so when did you start notice like your page is like people following you and like enjoying your content was there like a moment where you realized oh wow like I'm just getting followers <laughs> right so I think that's kind of two questions in one one like before I started people were like please do YouTube please post more like please show, tell me where you got this from I'm like okay I'm busy I'm not doing that like you know um but honestly when I started trying it started working I was posting almost every other day in the summertime I was posting every other day and then my friend was like you need to post on Twitter and mind you I hate Twitter I think Twitter is very toxic and a wasteland of people who would never say half stuff they say in real life so I'm like I don't want to do that they're so mean on there but I posted on Twitter and like 8 million people saw it and like I went from 5k to 9k then I posted something again like maybe a month later and then I went viral again and like a lot of cross promotion and that's kind of how we got to where I am now um and I think that that's cool because 29 is like sure I guess it's a lot but it's like never never feel like enough so I'm just trying to be proud of myself like for what I've done at this moment in my life and so I know you mentioned like cross posting and all that kind of stuff. I know I see you're also on like TikTok and you created your right. YouTube page. So what is it like kind of, I guess, balancing so many different platforms and like having to do different kind of styles of content on each different social media? The def- everybody knows that each like uh, platform has its own identity. Like they're even the type of people that they have on there are so different. Again, Twitter, the demons, like, no, I don't want to deal with those mean people on Twitter. I don't know what the problem is. Sometimes it's funny, but a lot of times it's me. Exactly. Um, so I thought that TikTok was super corny at first. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Like how all the old grown people were like, that's for kids. Cause I just told you I'm a teacher. So I'm like, my kids can get on TikTok, miss. I'm like, I'm not doing that. But then like my friend got a hundred K. I have a friend who's a, um, a social media, like ambassador type of person. She does hair and she was growing super fast. And we kind of started at the same time. And when we met, we were talking about it, but we never did it. So when I saw her blow up, I was like, oh, I need to do this. And so um, I love creating TikToks. Like TikTok is fun, but YouTube is the beast, which is the money maker because yeah. it takes the most time and the editing and being consistent and then reloading and then monetization and then being plus size. That's something else about be, like your um, views being stopped by being plus size on TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that. So it is a lot, but we just got to keep going. You be, keep being consistent because you never know, literally. Mm-hmm. 
And that's actually something interesting that I would love to hear more on your opinion about, because that's something I've also noticed on TikTok is really difficult, especially the plus size people that I follow on TikTok. They talk about all the time, like they get shadow banned. They have issues of like really getting their content like shown. And even just like black people on TikTok in general, they have a hard, a large issue with trying, you know, getting publicized on social, like on that app, especially in regards to maybe like a skinny white person. It's just so much harder to, you know, really get a following on TikTok and from what you've experienced so far, what are, what are the things you've noticed with it? Um, of course, there's like some like tips and tricks to that algorithm, but TikTok themselves have published that the reason why they will um, limit a plus size version, I'm not sure about particularly black people, I know they do that, but particularly for plus size people, no matter what color you are, they'll limit it because they're trying to protect you from the harsh comments, the mean things that other people are saying. So that is what they say. And people do say mean things. Like I just posted something recently and it was pretty bad. Like it really actually like messed my head a little bit. So I understand that. But at the end of the day, like we trying to get a bag, like who are you to say, you know, what I can't take and what I can't take. Or maybe you should be blocking those people who say that instead of the person who's creating. And so I've definitely run into that. And I have a close friend who's a model and on YouTube, they block her like she's like built like me because they were saying like for nudity they'll demonetize her but she's literally like doing a swimsuit haul and like a sweat a skinny girl do a swimsuit haul and she's not doing anything she's literally talking about it oh i got some hair she's not saying oh look at me you know and so yeah we definitely experienced that we know that that is very real and a little difficult because the plus size community is deeper i get into it i realize it's so small there's not that many people in there exactly And so when it comes to, I know you mentioned earlier that you've worked with a couple brands um, previously. So what is that process like, you know, um, partnering up with brands to create content or wear their clothes and maybe just something for anyone that's interested in possibly doing that one day. What is that whole process like? Awesome. So a lot of times brands will come to you and you get viral and stuff like that, but you have to be pitching to these brands. Like they are looking too, you know, like everybody's kind of looking, we all are kind of like, okay, who could we scout for? So when you do find somebody, my thing is I wouldn't do anything for free. Like make sure people are paying you. Unless it's like, I don't know, a huge brand is really good. They're going to post you. Like make sure you come to like a really good agreement because these brands and i have experiences will try to play you like send you a 20 dollar item and want like to own your photo forever and reuse it and reuse it and reuse it and not pay you anything that has definitely happened to me before and then you'll have people who don't want to pay you the full amount or whatever like that even with your insights and they'll tell you that it's this reason and that reason but you'll have a friend like especially the deeper you get into it who you know got paid this man you're like is it because i'm not as bright as her it's because she's mixed it's because i'm tall it's because this you just start like okay it's you but it really might not be and sometimes it's like they might not have the budget maybe they paid her before they even knew that you existed so they don't have the budget so i've just noticed a lot of kind of ups and downs with that and um, there's a new app everybody knows like kind of clubhouse and mm-hmm. talking about that type of stuff and that having that space has definitely helped me understand like you need to be taxing these people because they have the money and no you should not be lucky that this brand wants to work with you they lucky that you want to work with them but there's so many girls doing stuff for free that they feel like they don't have to mm-hmm. so we got to stand up and be like no especially black women and plus size women like i'm not doing this for free because it takes me hours to get dressed so what i do is i break it down by production creation like literally and i itemize for each one because if i have my own makeup am i now the mua Am I also the hairstylist? Am I the creative director who puts this together? I'm the stylist who put the outfit together. And you're not gonna pay me for any of that, is what you're trying to tell me right now. Because that feels not gonna work. So exactly. just give what you're worth. 
that's definitely something I don't think anyone like especially um from my perspective I never even thought about like all the stuff you have to do as a sole like creator you know the hairstyle the makeup all of that work and so how do you go about maybe negotiating your worth and your price when it comes to creating your content I'm gonna be completely honest. That's something I'm really still working on because I get so scared. I want to take what they give me. I'm like, oh, I don't want them to run away. I don't want them to leave. I want people to know that I'm getting paid. Um, let me give this person this discount because blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you don't even know what they'll pay. Like, it things are worth it. People are willing to pay for it. So, like, you take a higher number than you really will take. Like, I, people are making thousands of dollars off of one post. So yeah. for me, in negotiating, I literally just um, emailed a for, uh, or texted a. Um, influencer friend asking her for help with that not gonna even lie because she be giving me brand deals i know she get paid paid i'm like girl how you are doing it because you just have to know your work so i'm working on that too exactly definitely and i love that you mentioned that you reached out to someone so what is it like i know you also mentioned the plus size community is very small once you get in it so what is um i guess the camaraderie amongst you know other influencers and plus size models like are you easily able to you know reach out to people and like get advice like what is um, that community like for you? When I started, I did notice the people who I was reaching out to, some people like might be busy, literally just never see it or whatever case may be. Or um, especially if you are thinking about reaching out to somebody, make sure that you're asking for something like a direct question. You know, a lot of times people are like, hey, 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 I love you. Like, what are you, I don't know. Like, I want to be an influencer. You're like, okay, should I respond to that? You know, I don't know tell you like, okay. But like maybe asking, um, a direct question I did like host a clubhouse with some girls that I literally just reached out to because one huge thing that helps people grow is commenting like so when you see somebody post I'm like this one girl she was consistently commenting on myself commenting so I was like oh when I do this I want to make sure even though she doesn't have you know my, as much followers as me I want to make sure she's on here because I know she's like a nice girl and she could like tell people you know what to do so that really helped and like having clubhouse I was able to talk to a lot of those girls so I feel like I kind of know them. Like if I went to their city, another girl, I, um, her name is Jasmine Mitchell. She lives in Dallas. I went to Dallas. I was like, hey girl, I'm gonna be in Dallas. We should do dinner. We did. It was great. She has bigger followers than me. You know what I mean? More brand deals than me. But a lot of people are really willing to um, help if you just reach out. Even these big models, they really are. But sometimes they don't see you. Maybe no one respond. But if you t- 10 people, one person will respond. I mean, come on. Exactly. So, yeah. And so I guess just up until all this point, everything you've been able to do and produce, what is, I guess, something you would tell your younger self, whether it's about, you know, what you've experienced so far, what you've learned during the process about, you know, your growth into the woman you are today, what would you tell your younger self? Um, to keep going and like, that's what I tell myself now. And that's what I would definitely tell my younger self. I feel like I stopped for four, four or five years because of what people said. And so I was like, no, like you can't, because people are always going to have something to say, well, girls, they have the whole story or not. They, you know, I, me, I have a lot of body and a lot of boobs are out a lot. People have a lot to say about that. And so I was like, okay, are you going to do it? Are you not? That was nothing that kept me back for a long time because I'm a Christian and I'm like, oh my God, my church is going to think, oh, 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 I'm like, bro, are they going to pay me though? Like, no. And I'm genuinely comfortable with it, obviously. So I just realized like, girl, Kiara, keep going. Don't worry about it. Keep going. that is a huge thing that i i can also agree with there i've gotten my whole life i have a large chest and i love low-cut tops i love anything that's cute and it was a thing like being a bigger girl like oh no you can't wear that because it it makes you look slutty or it makes you you know looks like you're trying to show it off and it's like okay but that girl over there who wears a b cup is wearing the same shirt as me but it's perfectly fine and it's just Mm -hmm. like the sexualization of like bigger girls was always so fresh absolutely Because it was just like, 
I can't control my boobs and I want to look cute. I want to feel comfortable and I shouldn't get attacked for it or harassed by men like constantly staring at me. It's just such a large issue that so many women face. All right. And it actually hurts your bag like on IG when I say your bag, like your money because a lot of men will like follow you and that will lower your um, women engagement. And so like, I'd be like, Dusty Crusty, you gotta go. Like, and it sucks because this girl was saying she's thin, but she used to be a little bit bigger. It's like, she was like a lot of lustful men try to talk to me when I was bigger. And when I got skinny, a lot of rich men like try to talk to me. And I'm like, what does that imply? Yeah. You know, and it's like so sad, especially because already being black and then being, I guess, curvaceous is like, well, she must want to have sex. She must be, you know, and that's, that's not the case. And like, literally do not get dressed for any of these men because they, for what? For what? Exactly. I, it's just too much, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. And so where can everyone find you on social media? Sure. So I am at key to a new era on everything. That's K-E-Y. T-O-N-E-W-E-R-A. I know that's so long. I feel like it's easy. It's key to a new era. Like my name is Kiera. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't think it was hard, but some people be like, what? what is the number two? No, the T-O, not T-O-O, <laughs> not T-W-O, just T-O. Thanks for tuning in to Black Fat Fashion. You know, you can always reach out via social media or email with your questions or ideas. Make sure you give us a follow at Black Fat Fashion, as well as my personal page at Ayana Ish. With love from your BFF.